Hello, Central Michigan University. My name is Ben Solis. And I am Manuel Barrios. Manuel Barrios. And uh, we are here again today to bring you the Raving Geeks. If you noticed, we have a nice new theme song. Well, kind of a new theme song. Royalty-free music coming straight at you. Yup, which we will change up every single episode just to keep things fresh. This is Gangsta Rap Loop, I believe Gangster it's Gangsta Hip Hop Loop. Gangsta Hip Hop yeah, Loop. Yeah, yeah. So you had yeah. some funky jams coming into us Pretty today. sure that won a Grammy, right? Oh, like five. Yeah, and the Broadway, off-Broadway production. Dude, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's huge. Yeah. Makes uh, Turn Off the Dark look like... Steven Sonner's. Yeah. Steven Sonnerheim. Bon scum. This is great. We're so happy to be back with you guys. This is our second edition for the year, and uh, we're going to keep things moving as we usually do. Uh, this year, I think that we're trying to do things a little different and incorporate some fun games and reoccurring sequences uh, throughout our entire thing. Um, but, you know, we are back in school. It's important, you know. We're here to learn, get our class on, be, uh, be human beings. PSA or... Yeah, right. <laughs> Interact with each other. But I think the coolest thing about back to school is buying stuff for your apartment, your dorm, or yourself to wear. Because, you know, what says me better than a bunch of cheap stuff that you found online? Yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are we looking at here? Well, see, uh, we're geeks, you know. We like geeky things. And, of course, our, uh, our geek tendencies will translate into our clothing. So I found a website called uh, www.geekdecor.net. Mm-hmm. So we're going to plug to Geek Decor right now. Give us money. Give us lots of money, and we'll talk about We do a lot of free advertising on this show. We really do. We really got to get with these guys and come up with some money, man. Yeah. But, you know, besides... I want... I'm going to be... I, you know what? We need to be, like, sitting in this podcast room, head to toe decked in logos. I'm going to look like a NASCAR driver. Nice. Brought to you by Stay Puffed Marshmallows. Stay puffed. Keep it puffed. Keep your night puffed. <laughs> That was, that was very good. PS4 logo right on my chest. Yeah. Yeah, the bat logo should be. there. It's perfect. Yeah, it's a good idea. But anyway, so we're looking at this website right now with you guys live on the air. And there's a lot of cool things for, for your dorm or your apartment if you, if you wanted to. Do you play video games at all? What are those? Yeah, I What guess. are video games again? Yeah, the buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah that stuff. Right? Well, I know a lot of people play Bioshock. Bioshock Bioshock's is, pretty fun. Bioshock is a really popular game. Didn't like game. the newest one. Okay. The infinite one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't play it. Well... She really shot that conversation. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know what's going on right now. The first one was great, though. That's cool. I play, I did play it a little bit of the first one. I knew a lot of a lot of girls who were into Bioshock. A lot of girls who were into Bioshock. Yeah. Kelsey said, Kelsey, Kelsey are you one of those girls who were into Bioshock? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Well, that's awesome. That's great. So it's a diversified game. It's well known, but uh, there's a lot of little cool little characters throughout the entire thing. A lot of one, crazy people. Yeah, a lot, a lot of crazy of psychos. people. A lot of psychos. Uh, one is Big Daddy. Big the Daddy's, iconic. Yeah, the iconic Big Daddy seems to be an important character in this game. But uh, if you have a fish tank, you have a fish tank. I'm all about the fish. I'm all about the fish, too, dude. You can have a Bioshock Big Daddy fish tank toy so your fish can swim around it and try to avoid, you mm-hmm. know, the uh, all the craziness. I got all this money. I got all these fishes. <laughs> I got Bioshock now. Fishes all over me all the time. Fishes you know? all over, bro. You know, and uh, I like to cook. You like to cook? I no. Are you furious in the kitchen, Malachi? <laughs> I get a little crazy in there. You I can I can make an omelet sometimes. Nice, nice omelets are good. Well, if you don't want that stuff to stick to you as you that's make it, that's the problem. You got to get an apron. Everything's right? so sticky all it's the time. All the sticky all the time. <laughs> I walk out of there like when I'm making steak puff marshmallows because I'm trying to puff my night. Ding. And I walk out all covered in stuff. What happens? What can I do, Ben? Tell well, me. There's no way to clean it up, obviously. You're going to be stay puffed for a really long time. Well, except... I'm trying to be puffed. Because <laughs> when you're buying stay puffed marshmallows... you got to stay puffed <laughs> all the time. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to get a wicked puff later. <laughs> a little wicked uh, stay puff man. Yeah. But yeah, you can avoid all of that by getting a handy-dandy apron. 
And uh, on home decor or geek decor, excuse me, they have a bunch of them. They got C-3PO ones, they got Batman ones, they got the whole gamut. You got a Batman one pulled up on your screen I right got now. one right now. It's, it's like, it's the classic uh, black yet blue underwear Batman with the gray. Yeah, no arms, some legs, no head. Well, that's because that's all you, baby. It seems... You, it seems you supply the arms and legs. I do. They just got uh, that rigid torso as Batman. Very thin. It's kind of got a like, weird preoccupation with this junk right here, does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, it's kind very... Of, pro- it's much higher than Batman's junk would be, too. Yeah, too. Assume. Much higher than my junk would be, too. Any person's junk, I mean, really. That's surely. About, that's about belly button height junk. Okay, so we can agree that it's kind of cool, but probably not anatomically Look, correct. yeah, if you're trying to get these things, you're going to have to take some liberties... Can we get it hemmed? Suspend disbelief. Can we get it pulled down yeah, a little yeah. bit? Yeah, let's add about four more inches on that. Yeah, yeah. I need some room. But add about four inches on a Batman's crotch and we're okay. Yeah, yeah. Just for me. Don't take that out of context. Nope, not at all. But uh, yeah, even if you want to get even more furious in the kitchen. Do you have a cutting board? Do you cut stuff, Malachi? Usually I either cut it on the table. My mm. roommates yell at me for cutting the table up because nice. we have a wood table. Uh, or I just use a plate. Okay. I, I would love if there was some kind of cutting board device that I could use. You know, geeks love cutting boards, apparently. And when they do, they like to have their uh, fandoms translate to that as well. 10 out of 10 cutting board users enjoy cutting boards. That's a scientific <laughs> poll. This one is no cutting board, or should I say, it's a bad Star Wars pun, is a Death Star cutting board. You can get a Death Star cutting board. You could slice your meats that's pretty cool. Your vegetables. My roommate's got a, a Millennium Falcon bottle opener. Oh, really? It's pretty oh, big, too. You can't really put it on your keychain, but he slaps that baby on the fridge. Surely. Yeah. I bet that opens up Stainless steel. less than four parsecs. I bet, I bet it does. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> if you lined so up fast. a row of bottles that was the length of the Kessel Run. <laughs> it would definitely take four parsecs to do that. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I know a lot of people are fans of The Walking Dead. Yes. Who isn't a fan of The Walking Dead? Myself included. Well, yeah, he's the. You can get uh, Walking Dead pudding. Yeah. Well, that, there was that episode <laughs> where they broke into the house and uh, Rick and Carl. There's like this big tub of pudding that they found, and Carl ate the whole whole big thing of pudding. So after that episode, there were a bunch of memes about like. I don't know, him sitting there eating pudding in the apocalypse, and it kind of blew up a little bit. Okay, so there's that. That's fun. You can get the pudding. You can also get this handy-dandy lunch case that is the can of pudding. The size of that pudding. That they that they ate. That's a very selective uh, reference. Yeah, I don't know that, how many people are going to get that one. That's pretty far down the line, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to get super nerdy about Walking Dead, you can definitely do that, too. That's all fine and dandy. But uh, I think the coolest thing is, is that they have, like, a predetermined, like, shopping guide. For back to school geeks, we were just pulling stuff out of our heads, oh, yeah. out of our butts, and now they got a full list. God, all this stuff come just pulling all this stuff out of my butt. I know they just are trying to make us buy everything. You got the bag of holding. Hmm? I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Mm, no. Is that some kind of? It's uh, a D and D reference. Oh, I see, there we go. Yeah, that's not really my see, game. See, this is why we have Kelsey around. What are some? What are some hypothetical things that maybe don't exist that you would want in your house? Mm. I always mm. thought it would be cool. You know they have those, like, race car beds? What if they got uh, a bed that had the outline of a person, but it was, like, the hot, like, the frozen in carbonite thing, and you oh, could, like, okay. lay into it. And you kind of sink into it? Yeah, you could, like, sink into, like, the little area. Ooh, that's nice. That would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. Probably, nah, probably not. Maybe not very ergonomic, but no. it's okay. Um, I was thinking maybe, uh, you know, a lot of people vape these days. You know, they vape instead of smoke. Oh, these vape heads. Yeah, these vape heads. Yeah, vapors. Vaporizer. Uh, I would uh, get a scarecrow gas vaporizer. You know? That would be pretty cool. Just for kicks on the weekend. Gas mask yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be interesting. <laughs> somebody, you could, somebody could make that happen for sure. Uh, let's hope not. Because, have you? I mean, if you've played Arkham Knight, 
No, but I've seen like yeah, what he, he looks like in you that. You don't want to do that. He's pretty freaky. No, no, it's pretty scary. Yeah, I'm pretty terrifying. He got kind of mauled. What about you, Kelsey? You got something? What would you like to have in your home? Ooh, what would I like to have in my home? As a geek. As a geek. I want an Iron Man. Um, I had the word Swiss Army knife. Okay. I feel like that, I don't know, that just makes sense to me. That was like different, like, repulsors popping yeah, in out of nowhere? Yeah, like, yeah. That's great. I was going to say an Iron Man iron. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see you. Yeah, with a Hulk ironing board. That would be pretty you know? cool. Just kind of pound it out. Or the shelf. Or not the shelf. The, uh, Five shields. shelves. Oh, yeah, you could do shield, too. Well, you know they have those Hulk hands? What if you had a Hulk hand that was oven mitts? Ooh, yeah. That would be kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to smash this recipe. <laughs> yeah. Got to smash this chicken cordon bleu. <laughs> All right. Is that what you're pulling out of the oven? You <laughs> chicken cordon bleu. Man, I'm cooking something from my oven tonight. I'm doing, I'm doing something. You are getting crazy. Roasted mushrooms. I don't even care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of cool stuff, you know. I'm pretty happy. I'm gonna buy all of that tomorrow. Yeah, that's that stuff's probably all like fifty bucks each. Oh, they, it's pretty damn. They expensive. mark up that stuff pretty high. Green lantern lamp. Green oh, lantern. Yeah, oh, perfect. that's awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect way to end that segment with a with a choice thing from Kelsey. You know, uh, I'm happy that we can uh, look into this fashion stuff. You know, we're not very fashionable sometimes. And I'm not. I mean, I wore blue <laughs> pants. Did you wore blue pants. I, I went out last night, right? Nice. And I have. Uh, I'm a jeans guy. You know, I keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. Jeans, clean shirt. Yeah, sure. Know. Yeah. It's a classic style. Yeah. Uh, and I wore, we're doing, like... We're doing, a, uh, like, a Hanes commercial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what all this, like, yeah. product placement's become. Ugh. But I was in... Good. Like I said, I was in Potosi this summer. They had a big sidewalk sale. Okay. And I got these, like, baby blue pants. And they're, like, kind of tight. And I saw them at the time, and I was like, you know what, Malachi? You're going to do something a little different. You're going to make a little change in your life. And I wore them out last night. You're going to wear tight pants. Nobody, nobody, like, really said anything, but I was like. Did you get some looks? I'm not I'm not wearing these pants. Did you get some kids. looks? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, that's what you get for me. Baby blue pants. Yeah, it was you not should, a good move. You should have gone for the bright red. That's why I can't make these decisions. I can't dress myself. No, 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 no. No, neither can anybody. But, you know, it seems like that would be a convoluted concept. You know what I mean? Trying to. Dress yourself appropriately from day to day. I would say, yeah. Too many options, too much information. You know what else is convoluted? Comic book backstories. There are some ridiculous, ridiculous origins out there. Oh, God. I can think of, like, so many. I can think of so many right now. Especially when you have uh, about 50 years of character history and different writers deciding to change things. Well, and you always get that, man. You get all these huge retcons of certain origins. Not even origins, but also, like, kind of groups and where they came from. And plus, when you have a character that's existed for so long and they get into all these ridiculous situations over time, when you look at that as the lifetime of one person, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, Superman's crypto dog, right? There's an entire legion of super pets. See, that's ridiculous. There's a super horse. No, no. There's this a super monkey. When did this happen? There's this a is, super cat. This, this is uh, like golden 80s. age. Sounds like 70s or 80s. Yeah. Well, it's a little more silver age, but... Uh, I, I, you know what? When does one start and the other end? Well, golden age is like mostly between like post-World War Two. Okay, so this you know, would be silver age. So like about like the late 60s, and then that's when stuff kind of... Honestly, I don't know. Over. It might be in the middle. But yeah, there's an entire legion of super pets. Wow, that is ridiculous. So yeah, so there was a horse... Yep. There's uh, a dog. I forget the name of the horse. Yeah, so there's Crypto the Super Dog. Uh, there's like Bobo the Super Chimp. Actually, no, no. I have heard of the Super Chimp before. There's uh, Streaky the Super Cat. Wow. Which that just sounds like a regular cat. Yeah, name. Sure. 
Sure. You know? There's nothing super about that. There game. was actually no name for the horse, I don't think. I think it was just super horse. It's better just to let sleeping horses lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. But uh, we, we were kind of putting our heads together here, trying to, you know, talk about some of these convoluted backstories. And uh, we kind of came up with a couple ideas for ourselves of what are the most, the strangest ones that have evolved uh, all these years. I think it's a good idea. We're just going to take, you and me are just going to pick one each, and we're just going to kind of go through some of the ridiculous nonsensical uh, histories of some of these characters, right? Absolutely. And we'll do this as often as we can. We'll make this a recurring thing, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Trying to come up with some cool stuff for you. But uh, Malachi is going to lead this one off. He's got a good one. A good one that's a character that I think uh, a lot of people don't really understand. Yeah, so with the new Deadpool movie coming out, right? Um, They were trying to find a villain or somebody for him to work off. And and Deadpool has a long history with uh, Cable, who's Mm -hmm. like an X-Men character. Deadpool actually started out as an X-Men character, too. Surely. And they said, you know what, he's going to be in the second movie because he's just... How do you explain this character to audiences? I'm going to take a very brief (laughs) history. Very broad history. Yeah. He's... Okay. So just some some meta-history first, all right? Cable was created in the 90s. Okay. A time where everything was extreme... Yep. Everyone. Real extreme. Everyone had. Spelled X hyphen X X X extreme. Yeah. Everyone was doing backflips on skateboards while drinking Capri Suns. A lot of long hair. It was it was a wild time. Absolutely. It was very tubular. <laughs> Radical. But uh, so Cable was invented in this time where big muscles, giant guns, pouches, lots of pouches. So like Rob Liefeld is what a dream. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think Cable was a Liefeld character, but he did draw him in uh, in some stories for a while. Surely. Um, so he's kind of a product of this time. Mm-hmm. He's a time-traveling mutant, okay? So yeah. he comes from the future. So he's kind of like uh, Apocalypse in that way. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was born as Nathan Summers, right? Okay. And for those of you who don't know, Cyclops, leading member Scott of the X-Men. Scott Summers. Scott Summers. Yeah. So he's his future son. He was Fut- Future son or future, like, descendant? He's, okay, he's his direct son. See, this is convoluted already. He's his son. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to start from the future tense. So, a version of Cyclops. Go backwards a little bit. <laughs> okay, a version of Cyclops has a son with, that's, okay. So, he has a son. His name is Nathan. Gotcha. Nathan's mother is Madeline Pryor, who is a brainwashed clone of Jean Grey. Okay. Okay. Oh, so there was like a little like like you know doppelganger seduction going on there. She know? didn't know she was evil. She was created by Mister Sinister to, who basically his entire job is just to dick around with Scott Summers. Surely he's an entire. He could be an episode on his own. Wow. Anyway, moving past that, no, so, skip, skip, skip all the sinister stuff. Clone, clone, mommy of Jean Grey, normal dad. Okay. He's born into a future where Apocalypse kind of takes over, and this thing called the techno-organic virus has, nice. like, wiped out a big part of the population. And what that does, the techno-organic virus, it, like, turns people into, like, metal part, and then, like, kills them and stuff. Weird. So he's he's injected with that. So. Getting back on track. <laughs> back to normal times. So the baby was used by his mom to open a gate between Limbo and the Earth because she's got some, like, demon stuff going on that I'm not going to go into. Never never, never go full board of the demon he stuff. He was rescued by Cyclops. The only way that he could be saved from all this demon trickery or and what the magic stuff was by being injected with the technological oh virus. They actually gave it to him? Yes, wow. as a baby. Sounds like a risky bet, doesn't it? I mean, what if he comes out all metallic or dies? Well, that's the thing. 
So Cable has this big metal arm because ah, that was kind of cool at the time. Yeah. And he constantly has to use his mental powers to keep that at bay. But this is he's still a baby at this point. We're we're just on this crazy <laughs> yeah, we're, train. We're getting way far ahead. You of just ourselves. turned the ticket into the conductor. We we're not even at we're not even seated and Tom Hanks hasn't even sung a song about nope, hot chocolate yet. Absolutely not. We are still going to the Polar Express. Okay, so he's got the virus. Dun dun dun. Cyclops thinks that his only option to save this kid is to have him be sent into an alternate future. Okay? and be raised by his sister, Rachel Summers, who is, like, another time-traveling crazy character, right? As one does. (laughs) As one does. Yeah, absolutely. Logically, right. So in the alternate future that he's been sent to, he becomes an adult and defeats the version of Apocalypse who works there. So he, this, is the, this is the second version of Apocalypse. Right. So this isn't real Apocalypse. This is alternate Apocalypse. This is alternate, alternate Apocalypse. Gotcha. Does, does he have any other sisters that are like, are like no names? They got Rachel. Look, like, dude, like, like the Cindy, Summers, Cindy Summers. The Summers family is straight jacked, yo. Like, <laughs> so they're all mutants. They're all huge. They're all, and they're all time traveling dead, but not dead. They're infested with the Phoenix. It's, it's nuts, man. Surely. It's banana balls. Gotcha. Okay. Banana so, balls. Yeah. So. Brought to you by the Raven Geeks. This <laughs> kid. Yeah. When you're trying to puff up your night, eat some banana balls. Mm. <laughs> so he's, okay, so he's in the future. He decides, you know what, I beat Apocalypse. I got this techno-organic virus thing down. Not a problem. Which sounds like, you know, like a Derek May song, for sure. <laughs> sounds, sounds like an original techno, Detroit techno song. He's like, you know what, I'm going to go back in time before I was even born and hang out with the X-Men and Professor X. The X-Man? The, X- the singular X-Man? The X-Men. The X-Men, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. say, that'd be pretty cool. So, and there's some stuff in there. I'm not, I'm not too sure on this. I think he goes back in time to kill Professor X to stop some events from happening, and then Bishop, who's another time-traveling mm-hmm. mutant, yep. they have some kind of confrontation. As we saw in, uh, in Days of Future Past. Yes, Bishop. Bishop was in that movie, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had any lines, though, really. Not really, he just shot Yeah, he shot some stuff. Yeah. So, okay, he's now he's in, like, our time, hanging out with the regular Marvel 616. Everybody's getting along great. Unfortunately, he was, tra- he was followed by his evil apocalypse-raised clone. <laughs> so one of those versions of apocalypse. So now there's, now there's two of them. Yes. Oh, God. And this one's evil. Like that evil? Evil with, like, an extended E on oh, it? Oh, yeah, it's a capital E. Ooh. This guy's name is Strife. Strife. You know the word strife that, uh, what, what, what's the dictionary term of strife? I believe strife is any type of suffering on a large uh, large scale. Right. You know, so like this, a genocide or a famine or something and, like and that. And how's that spelled? Oh, it's uh, spelled S-T-R-I-F-E. Okay, well, this is spelled with a Y. Oh, wow, so it's so oh. much more extreme. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty freaking extreme. Pretty bro. freaking extreme. Yeah. Fantastic. He comes, back, he comes back to the future on a skateboard. Anyway, they have this battle on the moon. <laughs> Not a big deal. They have a battle on the moon. Yeah, we're not concerned about it. I think Strife is also trying to release the techno-organic virus. And since he's also Cyclops' future son, he dicks around with him a little bit because Cyclops just can't can't get a break. Wow. Anyways, so like I said, the whole reason he came back, there's some stuff going on with Prosterix, but he wanted to stop Apocalypse before he could even become a thing. Even though he stopped him in his time, he wanted to stop him in the past time, I guess. He's not really making sense. We're going to stop him at all time. Yeah. So, uh... I guess he does that. That's uh, a thing. Yeah, That's a he, thing that he likes to do. It's he beats hobby. him. Yeah. Uh, at this time, 
So he's kind of all his goals are accomplished. He wants to create a better future for mutants. Wow, that's like really everyone positive. does, right? Yeah, yeah. So he uses his future spaceship to create... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second yes. here. Is this a spaceship that happens to go to the future? Or is this a f- spaceship in the future mm-hmm. that he then acquires later on? This is a spaceship from the future that he acquired through means that I'm not quite Interesting. sure. Interesting. Gotcha. So he could have stolen this this he, spaceship. He might have, yeah. This could have been like a retail fraud. But apparently this is one of those spaceships that turns into an island base oh, okay. because it does that. Gotcha. And he calls this place Providence and it's like a new haven for everybody. He also so gets Scaramanga now. Scaramanga. It's <laughs> from James Bond. Okay. It's on the island. Uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know what these Kookamonga uh, things are talking about. Kookamonga, Scaramanga, Tomato Tomato. Gullah Gullah Island, yeah, yeah. Chupacabra. Sounds like a Beach Boys song. I'm almost done, I swear. <laughs> You're almost there, Malachi. <laughs> Real close. The convoluted backstory is almost done. So this, he's been kind of screwing on Deadpool a little bit. This is where the big Cable and Deadpool ongoing series, like, kind of begins. Gotcha. They, so he can, like, teleport and stuff, too. He's got, like, a machine that does that because mm-hmm. he's from the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through some convoluted means, Deadpool and him become attached that whenever one teleports, they both teleport together. So they screw around with that a little bit. But also Cable gets, like, these crazy powers that are, like, way stronger. So he uh, becomes, like, a threat to the world government who then decides to destroy the island. I think they, like, nuke it or something. As and we've got little, little, like, pictorials right now of some of us explaining this. Yeah, there's an abridged version of this that I'm kind of going off of a little bit on Comics Alliance. <laughs> he's that totally we'll, winging it all. That we'll post on uh, Facebook, too. But this is a good guide because this stuff's crazy. Yeah. And in the, in the words of the last frame of this little pictorial, comics, everybody. So after the comics. island explodes, <laughs> he becomes the guardian of Hope Summers, mm. who is another Summers child in the normal time, who is also supposedly like the first mutant born after M-Day, which is this thing where all the mutants go. This Okay. My head is absolutely up. spinning right Can't now. make this stuff up. I love it. Really? He decides to take her into the future. Because it's the only way to protect her, I guess. Even though the future that they go to is like evil apocalypse future. So that's I guess. So nobody's protected. Nobody's nobody's wanted in this situation. That's what he's except for Cable blowing up the island. And he's he's got a baby. There's he's got a baby strapped to his chest. And that's that's and he's hope, got, right? Like, guns, yeah. God. And he's in the future. And that's where he's at right now. You I know mean, it's funny too. There's a, there's a, a girl named uh, Jean something. I, I gotta I'll look up her name, but she's uh, she's great. She's a cosplayer. She actually did a cable cosplay that had Hope Summers in the thing. The little oh, baby yeah. doll. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So that's mine. Well, that was insane. Yeah. Uh, very informative here on the Raving Geeks Time. with stuff that you may or may have not known. Clock it. I'm yeah. Gonna... Crazy. Give but me that some was, water. That was good. That was a good run through, man. Yeah. A really com- complicated thing. Well, you know me. Do you know me? Hi, I'm Ben. No, hey, nice, nice to meet you. Nice yeah. to meet you. Oh, yeah, good. I'm, I'm Manuel. Manuel Barrios. <laughs> Barrios. I've never heard that name before in my life. Uh, I'm a big Batman fan. You guys all know I talked about Batman quite a bit last uh, last semester, last year. So uh, we're going to continue that in another convoluted character story, one that everybody seems to love. They start showing up in other people's stories, too, which makes it even more convoluted. Uh, the League of Assassins, a.k.a. the League of Shadows in Christopher Nolan's uh, Bat universe. But they are... Uh, properly named the League of Assassins. Uh, the League of Assassins was a group that kind of showed up, uh, I want to say, in the late 70s? Late 70s. I'm looking for an approximate age here, uh, and it doesn't seem to... Ooh, even earlier than that. Wow, I was off. 1968. 1968, created by Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, two very huge names in the comic books. 
uh, one of uh, both DC um, uh, inspirations for people later on. Mm-hmm. You know, very good stuff. I think Denny O'Neill was actually uh, he was editor in chief for a long time. Was he really? I didn't yes, know he that. was. Yes, he was. Because I have some old Batman comic books that's like from Denny's desk. You know, <laughs> and everybody loved Denny. He was such a lo- lovable guy. He was I love Denny's nice. too. They have great pancakes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah. Talk about the comic books, man. Oh, right. Yeah. Do you Sorry. flip through pancakes like comic books sometimes? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Just flip them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, love character. But, uh, yeah, he created the League of Assassins around that time. Now, before we get into all the convoluted League of Assassins stuff, there have been, I'm going to count this, one, two, three, four, five different people who have led the League of Assassins at one point in time. Yes. All right. So everybody looks back and they look back at Raz Al Ghul, right? Raish, Raish Al Ghul. What is the? What is that? Is it, it Raz or Raish? It's Raish. Everybody's bastardized it for the longest time with Raz. I don't know yeah. why. It's supposed to be Raish. Raish Al Ghul. I'm gonna say Raish from now on because I'm I'm hip like that. Uh gangster hip hop loop. Kick it. We'll yeah. Kick it later. Can we get? Can we put that in? Let's get about ten seconds. Ten of seconds of gangster hip hop loop. Yeah. Good. Okay. Just a brief intermission so that people can you know go to the bathroom, go get some popcorn. Before this crazy convoluted get, crap. Get comfy. Yep. All right, let's roll it out. So we're back. So we're here at the League of Assassins world. But yeah, originally, originally the League of Assassins was uh, fronted by a man named Ebenezer Dark. Right? Now, Ros- That's Dark with two R's, with by the two way. two R's. Because they like K. to spell everything all wacky and co- strife with a Y, Dark yep. with two Absolutely. R's. Absolutely. Ebenezer Dark with two R's. Is that because people are like, you know what, if we just make it Dark with one R, it's going to be hack. People, like, if they do it with two R's, do they think, like, they're getting around it? Well, like, yeah, they could, because there's another thing about, like, copyright issues, too, because, like, you're creating a copyright with a misspelled name. Right? And a trademark with a misspelled name? I suppose, yeah. Yeah, so you can be like, oh, you guys can't take it. Or it's like someone does dark later on. It's like, no, we did it first with D A R T. It just seems like they're trying to be clever by making it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like when they called uh, Victor Von Doom Victor Van Dam. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, I don't just call him Von Doom. Who yeah, the hell cares? It's not Jean Claude. No. We're not, we're not hip with any of this. So, yes, Ebenezer Dark was the, the one of the original. Leaders. It was founded by Rachel Ghoul. However, he put even Ebenezer Dark at the helm uh, to do all of that. Now, the first showing of the League of Assassins, when they first showed up in uh, Strange Adventures, number 2015, right? It was November through December. This was like a, a dual... They were in there Dual-pronged while. comic book, right, with a story. Uh, Batman fought Ebenezer Dark. He had um, kidnapped Talia al Ghul, right, who he just knew as Talia at, the, at that point in time. There was okay. no al Ghul attached to it. And uh, he fought him on a train... Right? Dramatic. Yeah, very dramatic. A little cliched. Yep. Very Maybe they cliched. should have just, you know, fought on the grass or nope, something. Nope. Batman's a little a, hacky. A speeding train, right? And Ebenezer Dark, if you look at pictures of him, I don't know if I can find one for you, but he's got like some big, like long, like blue suit coat, you know, with like tails and like the, like really like frizzy kind of like David uh, David Cassidy hair, you know? Yeah. Kind of weird. Very, uh, very indicative of its time. All right. You're going to look it up. He's looking it up. It's pretty goofy. Yep. See, there you go. But, uh, yeah, so he fought him and thought he took down the League of Assassins, thought everything was cool. Then uh, Talia Al Ghul decided that she was going to be like, no, 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 you don't understand. My father runs the League of Assassins, and they're huge, and you haven't stopped any of them. So uh, thanks, Batman. Thanks for not doing your job. <laughs> what a jerk. What a jerk, right? You just saved her. Yeah, I know. But Talia Al Ghul, she doesn't mess like that, dude. She don't play. So that happened, and then time goes on, and at that point in time, Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul, he never really f- 
put himself out as the like the leader of any of these groups, right? It was kind of like a thing to lay low and have fall guys pretty much. Yeah. You know? So if Batman does want to start some crap, he's got some other, you know, just Patsy right in front of him. Uh, so that next Patsy was the Sensei, right? <laughs> well, that's just his name? The villainous Sensei, as he's <laughs> described. And uh, here's what he looked like. He uh, had, like, a fu- Oh, that's... Man, that's pretty stereotypical. Yep, Fu Manchu, Asian young... Uh, not young. Uh, very old Asian man. He's got, like, those opium nails. Those, yep. like, claws. Big, long... Uh, like, uh, yeah, fingers with uh, big, long talon for nails. You know, stringy white hair. Is that what that's... That's what that stereotype is, right? Like, yeah. Like, the opium yeah. thing? Yeah. I don't know It's drug-related. It's not good. It's not good. Bad comic books. Bad. But, yeah, so he... Uh, the sensei took all this stuff up. Now, there's a little weird backstory about the sensei. Some people think that he's actually Ra's al Ghul's father. Right, but uh, a lot of people also think that there's there's a uh, animated series episode uh, called Showdown, uh, where Batman and Robin try to stop Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul, from you know kidnapping this guy, right? And then he tells him this big long story about the Western times that involves Jonah Hex and you know some crazy plot that Ra's has in Western times. Well, as you get down to the finally the end of the thing, okay, right, which is convoluted in itself, uh, you find out that the old man that Raish is trying to kidnap is actually his son, right? So all these years and all these generations have gone by, and obviously now his son is super old. Raish is the same age, and he's about to die, so you know he wants his son in his son's custody. Some people think that that's actually the sensei too. That the sensei is actually his son or his grandson moved through all these years, so he's not really sure whether it's Jesus. Yeah. So. Why do Why do both these like all these? The most ridiculous characters have, like, all these weird generational things going on. Absolutely. And, you know, there's, like, this, like, weird, like, it's not time travel, obviously, but there's, like, this, like, spacey mysticism involved with it, you know? So, very weird. Uh, The sensei, actually, uh, he made the League of Assassins much more hardcore. Um, He kind of built them up to a much larger uh, apparatus. He started instituting people like Lady Shiva and the Bronze Tiger, um, two very prominent uh, Batman villains. Yeah. uh, All very known for their assassin skills and martial arts. Uh, so, yeah, he did some work, dude. You know, Sensei did a good job. Yeah, a little underrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he just sat in his corner. He meditated. He did fight Batman once um, in, I believe, uh, Nightfall. When Bruce Wayne is traveling the world trying to uh, find a cure for his back, he runs into the Sensei, and the Sensei screws him up. Oh, yeah? Beats him down, dude. He saw it. He looked like he's an old man. <laughs> Bruce he's Wayne beat up an old man. Similar back issues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's what gave him an edge, because he knew. He knew where to punch. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. So, yeah, we've got that. We've got the sensei's leadership. That's all fine and dandy. Well, the sensei somehow, uh, I think he dies at some point, or he just he disappears. Uh, I think Raish is not very happy with what is going on. Um, and before Raish can actually finally come out and be like, hey, enough of these patsies. I'm sick of this crap. Yeah. I'm the guy. You want to talk to the guy, you talk to me. All right. Enough screwing all these middle management <laughs> yeah. paper pushers. Done with the pawns, man. Come into the office. Done with the pawns. Uh, he, he takes over. But in that meantime, there's also other people. Lady Shiva takes over at one point in time. Yeah. And then she kicks, uh, kicks uh, Sensei out and takes over. So there's all that. Uh, Nisa Al Ghul, who is... Uh, Never heard of that person. Oh, my God. So you don't watch Arrow, then, very much. Nisa no. Al Ghul is a very prominent character in Arrow. And this is what I'm talking about, these convoluted uh, takes on these stories. A yeah. lot of people have watched Arrow in this past season. Not known about the League of Assassins or League of Shadows, and really are like hellbent thinking that like the League of Assassins are Arrow villains, which is just silly. It just doesn't make any sense. They've strictly been Batman from the beginning. Right? Pretty much, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Nisa Al Ghul is another one of Raz's daughters, Raisha's daughters, and uh, she is kind of like a half daughter 
of, of, of Raish. He really doesn't respect her a whole lot, uh, not in the way that he does Talia, because, you know, Talia's with him through every, you know, stretch of the way, mm-hmm. uh, always his right-hand person. Um, but Nisal Ghul is kind of like someone he's, like, ostracized and, and, you know, gets put out. Well, he takes her back in eventually, and at one point in time, Raish is supposedly dead, right? He's, like, just gone. Weird, because he can come back, right? Come yeah, back with the, that's, with the, I was going to ask you at the end to explain the whole Lazarus Pit stuff. I will. I'll explain the Lazarus Pit in a second. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, so Nisa takes over, and she does work as the, the League of Assassins, and I think at one point, like, she decides that she doesn't, like, like what they're doing and wants to turn it over and at that point then Roz comes back and he's like no you've, you've taken over my you organization know, and you're out again and you know he keeps uh, delegating <laughs> he needs to stop delegating dude. and then he gets upset with the results and then he's like I'm gonna take this over and then he just like disappears for a while yeah and then like somebody else takes over and like uh, that's it I'm taking over again imagine if Steve Jobs did that before he died well he did leave the company well, for a little bit sure but like that was he was forced out you heard it here first. Steve Jobs is the Rachel Ghoul of the tech industry. Yep, absolutely. He's coming back. You think he's not? Lazarus Pits. He just downloaded his brain in the cloud, probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. So all this crazy stuff has continued. Infinite Crisis has a story about all this, you know, the backstory of League of Assassins. New 52 rewrote some of this stuff, too. So, I mean, it's constantly changing and evolving, but, like, it doesn't make any sense half the time. No. But, yeah, so there you go. I'm still in that order Ebenezer Dark. Yeah, right? The first guy? Ebenezer? Doesn't that piss you off? Well, it's just D-A-R-K? A, it's just such a dumb name. It's a real dumb name. Ebenezer. Well, they've changed it now. It is interesting. So they have the, the Ebenezer Dark known as Dr. Dark or Professor Dark. Right? <laughs> Professor Dark. So I'm pretty sure, a little bit. pretty sure that's the uh, the teacher of my English class. Yeah. Well, he's dead, right? He's dead in the comic books. And then later on, they came up with the character Damien Dark, who was supposed to be a direct line off of that. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, they spell his name differently as well. Is it with three R's? No, it is. It is with D A R H K. Dark. Dark. Yeah. He's a he's an Arrow guy too, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's the new new villain in Arrow, which is interesting, and why okay. I bring this up. So anyway, so Damian Dark is now that guy, right? Um, he heads up a group called Hive. And uh, in the Arrow universe, they've kind of made it out to be that Damien Dark is like a, I guess, like a, a student of Raish or like a contemporary of Raish okay. who left to form his own League of Assassins. All right? He was pissed off. He wasn't like having a good time. He wanted to do his solo act. Yeah, he's like, I'm done with this stuff. I'm going to go start. I'm going to go have my own party. He's just not getting his uh, creative freedom. No, yeah, no. So Ray Shal was them. not invited to his birthday party next year. Right. Yeah, absolutely. With his new League of Assassins. So he creates Hive, which is that. And, uh, you know, if you're going off the Ebenezer Dark thing, that makes sense. Damien Dark really has no connection to Ra's al Ghul. So they're kind of like switching characters there, too. So it just it never stops, man. I'm thoroughly confused now. I know, right? Definitely sick. And I thought you were going to confuse me with your cable thing. I think they're both great. I think that's why I'm so mind-bottled. <laughs> My noodles are in a mess. My whole head just cannot take it. So there you go, guys. I hope you're thoroughly confused and a little bit more enlightened on uh, the comic book backstories of League of Assassins and Cable. Fantastic. <laughs> you got any recommendations this week uh, there, Malachi? Oh, man. For you the know fine what? people to, to read and watch out there? What does this man have? Tick, talk. He's got lots. Tick. It's just taking a while. Talk. No, I don't know. Can you edit this part out? I don't know. I don't really have anything. That's okay. That's more than fine. 
I have something. Okay. So my recommendation, I was I was uh, trolling uh, Netflix last night. It's pretty good. And uh, apparently there's a an animated feature called uh, Punisher Black Widow on Netflix, mm. and it's an anime style animated feature. Mm, you lost me. So yeah, I know because you don't like anime. Well, I don't know. I just don't like really the animation style. It's it's pretty intense. It's like really like like very actiony anime yeah. style. Uh, so it's not very goofy, but it's actually pretty cool, and it's a weird take. Uh, basically, Punisher is out doing his thing, and uh, there's some gang members, some mobsters that need to be taken out, and S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually involved. Uh, so Fury and Black Widow, you know, they pick up pick up Frank Castle. They mess him with him a little bit, you know? Yeah. They verbally abuse him, tell him he's all washed up. <laughs> yeah, What's the motive here? And they're trying to get him to work with them. Oh yeah. Yeah, clearly that's not going to work. That's the easiest <laughs> motivational strategy. Yeah, to, for Frank Castle, you got to knock work. him down. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. It's a really cool take on uh, on these characters, and especially since it's an anime form, I think it's just really sweet. So mm-hmm. check it out. It's on Netflix right now. But uh, I think uh, I think that's it for our episode here. Good good uh, sitting down with you as always, Malachi. You know what? I didn't enjoy myself at all. Yeah. I'm done. I I'm quit. Waiting. It's over. Oh my god. You heard it here first, guys. Raven Geeks is done until we bring back Malachi to the Lazarus Pit. I'm trying to make a convincing door slam yeah, sound. Convincing, convincing exit. Slap that. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you very much, guys. As always, follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook. We have a new Facebook and Twitter page. What's our Twitter handle? Twitter handle is at Raven Geeks. Very simple. Yes. And Facebook is just simply Raven Geeks. We got an email thing going on now, too, right? Uh, yeah, I got an email. I don't have that off the top of my head right now. I think it's like Raven Geeks CMU at gmail.com we use a uh, hotmail yeah hotmail gmail live you can find us on aim at raving geeks lover we have six four three two one one eight lover yeah we got like a fax number yeah we got five yeah fax, fax numbers, numbers. Uh, yeah we do have five it, yep what's our first one uh i don't know it's uh three four five two six seven two two one one perfect yeah i'll buy that you can also find us on zeusk.com yep yep the number one dating app we are not on ashley madison no 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 <laughs> We try to stay away from that. Sort We're of also thing. on uh, farmersonly.com. Mm-hmm. Definitely on farmersonly. Yeah. Do you guys do smoke signals? Smoke signals. <laughs> what is that? What's smoke signals? Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah. We uh, if you want to find us by <laughs> smoke signals, you got to do long, short, long. Oh, okay. Short, short. Oh, you mean like actual smoke signals? I yeah. thought this. I thought this was like a fancy name for a new dating app. So did I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold I on. thought it was like a, a specifically for smokers. Yeah, yeah. No, it's they are, old school on you guys. Oh, they okay. are pretty, uh, pretty selective. I think. I think we have an idea here. I think we should start that. We're on uh, Black Christian Meat. That's Black one Christian of them. Isn't it? Black Christian Meat. I think I've seen for that one. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us by Carrier Pigeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Roost Forty Three. <laughs> Roost Forty Three. <laughs> is that like a, is that like a root? Uh, What's sixty six? Well, reference there? Yeah, you know, it's like a they got Roost Hubs for all your Carrier Pigeons. <laughs> are you not are you not familiar with no. the Carrier Pigeon delivery no. service? Not at all. Can okay. we start like a, a singing telegram? Yes. Service? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Also, that's you can connect with us via Psychic Link at. Mm, yeah, that's a good link. Okay. Yeah, that's a good if one. If you just concentrate, I'll send it to you right now. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, guys. We're gonna we're gonna call it quits. You guys have a good weekend, and as always, you can uh, check us in same bat time, same bat network. Now hit us with about thirty seconds of some funky. Yeah, give us the gangsta, gangsta hip hop loop. You got it. Peace. You can follow the latest from CM Life by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. 
Download our app and subscribe to CM Life podcast channel on iTunes. The print edition of CM Life is published Monday and Thursday and is distributed throughout campus and Mount Pleasant. Thank you for listening and supporting CM Life student media.